Arkansas and Mississippi State are going to be playing a very important game this weekend. So I'm going to dive into the reasons why I think Arkansas will win and why I think Arkansas will lose. I'll also talk about why I hate Mississippi State. I hate most teams, but why I hate Mississippi State specifically, as well as getting to some Thursday nonsense here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday. As I know, we're getting close to Arkansas's first true road game against Mississippi State. And uh, I'll have my final predictions and, and everything of what I think is going to happen tomorrow. And uh, well, let's dive into some other stuff. But I did want to bring up the uh, different scenarios that Arkansas can find themselves in. And we've heard from Sam Pittman and some of the updates that he has going on, especially with the quarterback situation with KJ and uh, Arkansas being a nine and a half point underdog in this game, which is uh, pretty brutal. I know that Mississippi State playing on the road is always tough. I know that um, you know Mississippi State and the type of offense that they run seems to be the problem that Arkansas has defending the most for the most part. But this is a crucial game, a very crucial game, and a very big one for Arkansas because sitting there at four, uh, three and three. I know last year you went four and three after starting four and zero, oh, but sitting at three and three, where the schedule still is uh, still is pretty difficult, is not a situation you want to find yourself in, especially at one and three in conference play. So it's a big one, and. Honestly, I know a lot of Razorback fans that are pretty down right now on Arkansas. They don't feel very confident in Arkansas. They don't feel confident in them winning this game. They don't feel confident about the, the rest of the season. They just don't feel confident in buying stock in anything right now, which I can understand to an extent. There's, uh, there's I can understand why there's concerns because I still believe that the AM game, as I said earlier before, that's the, that's the game that's going to haunt them. And right now, if you were sitting at four and one like you should be instead of three and two I still think there would be a, a different uh, vibe among everybody but you're not you're three and two in this game against Mississippi State is going to be uh, going to be a tough one so I'll start with uh, why I think Arkansas will win this game and when I say that I'm like okay well you know here's why it you can believe this and, and it's not like I'm saying I'm believing they can win and I can believe they can lose because you can't really believe both but I'm just giving you some of the reasons or some of the aspects of why Razorback fans may feel one way or the other. But I'll start with why I think the Razorbacks are, will win this game. And the one thing that I always have given Sam Pittman a lot of credit for is rallying the troops at the right time. Uh, there was times where in, during games where Arkansas was down and they made comebacks. Uh, I think that you saw it against Alabama last week. They were down 28 nothing, and they came back. Uh, still didn't win, but they, they fought hard till the end. Uh, they were down by 10 points to or to two possessions to AM. Second half, fought back. They were down by two possessions to Missouri State, fought back. Uh, they have fought back many times this year and, and have fought back many times even last year, too, where the team was down. And one of those teams was Mississippi State. They were down two possessions to Mississippi State, and they came back and won the game at home. So Sam Pimmon has always done a really good job of rallying the troops at the right time getting them ready, getting them focused, giving them energized, and trying to finish out strong. Uh, now, I, I believe that that's what will happen in this game, too. The problem is is that you don't know your quarterback situation right now. I, I still keep believing, and more and more I'm hearing, 
And we talked about it yesterday. If uh, KJ Jefferson can't play, what's it going to look like? I believe KJ is going to play now. I'm getting that vibe. I mean, he's making the trip because I believe that he wasn't going to practice yesterday. Or at least that's what people were bringing up. And Sam Pittman's rule is that if you don't practice, you don't play. Uh, but it looks like he is making the trip regardless. Uh, so there's a chance he can play. But, of course, that could be also uh, just him trying to make some chess moves against Mike Leach and try to throw him off, too. So it could be an element of that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he played, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play either. But that's what it's going to come down to. But honestly, this is what I'm really hoping to see and why Arkansas, I feel like, can win this game. I'm hoping to see where you do the things that you do offensively that's your strongest at, which is running the dadgum ball, being very physical up front, getting after it, like all of those things. That That's what I really want to see, and I think that's what everybody wants to hope for, and I think that's what Arkansas's bread and butter is going to be, not only in this game, but all season long is running the football. And if you can find that success early in the game, control the tempo, control the, the clock, and just be a lot more physical up front than Mississippi State, which I know they have a really good rushing defense, but I feel like they haven't faced a rushing offense like Arkansas is able to provide. I think that if they're if Arkansas is able to do that and just control it and, most importantly, convert on those drives, be able to get at least three points, but, of course, we all want touchdowns, to finish out the drives, no quick three and outs, none of that, I think that that's Arkansas's best chance of being able to score in this game because I don't know if they're I don't know if they need to pass and then if they do pass they don't need to do it as often, but uh, I think that they of course they have those guys and those elements that I think they can work with, um, because Arkansas has had a problem this year where they get too many three and outs. Like I don't even mind it if you still punt, but three and outs is just. That's just crappy for a deep for an offense that's as good as Arkansas's and for the type of tempo that they want to play at. I mean, you could be sitting there where your drive lasted for 40 seconds and you're punting it back when the defense just went through a, you know, um, something like a five minute drive, six minute drive. They have to go right back on the field. So you just can't have the three and outs. You got to be able to to work the clock. Also, get those yardage, get get the. Get, just get to the point to where you're not putting yourself in third and long situations where you're forcing yourself to pass. Um, you, you just got to do that. Got to grind it. Got to convert because that's what this team is best at. That's what they're known for. That's what they need to do. I really like the offensive line. Arkansas's offensive line has been solid all year long. Like They have been protective of KJ. They've been able to obviously be a part of a great rushing attack. And this is, needs to be their game where they just, at the point of attack, really blow Mississippi State off the line and just go after them like that's that's first and foremost the most important thing and I also think that defensively why I think that they could win and why I think they will win is because they're making some moves here and there that is going to this is a tough one to say because of Mississippi State and how good they are passing the ball but they're going to try to make some moves and try to throw some 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 guys in there maybe some wrenches maybe you know throw Hudson Clark in at safety I saw Sam Mbake the wide receivers converted to cornerback just because they needed some help there in the depth. Uh, we'll see if Slushers, he, I still don't think he was 100% healthy against Bama. Uh, we'll see if he comes back in. But essentially, you know Mississippi State's going to go after you. But I will give credit to Barry Odom that the past two years going up against Mississippi State, their passing game has not been as good as it was against other teams in the SEC. Now, could that have been for other reasons? Sure, of course. But Arkansas has done a good job 
defensively against Mississippi State and that Mike Leach offense. They've been able to uh, cause turnovers in both games that they've had with Barry Odom as their defensive coordinator. And so I believe that there'll be some more of that that'll happen here in this game too. So I think that if uh, Barry Odom can just draw something up and make it serviceable, I think Arkansas offensively can be good enough to score, outscore Mississippi State, but you got to be able to start right there. Now, let's get to the why I think they'll lose. Arkansas can lose this game because they don't have K.J. Jefferson playing if he, if he doesn't play. Like, it's already going to be tough if K.J. Jefferson plays, but if K.J. Jefferson does not play, I don't like Arkansas's chances. I, I'm not saying anything that's a slight against um, Lee Hornsby or Cade Fortin, whoever ends up playing, but I'm just not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling the 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 way that they will go out there and, and play and, and some of the issues that they'll have. Because let's be honest, anytime you have to use your backup quarterback to start on the road, it's usually not a good sign um, for anybody. So I just don't like Arkansas's chances there if K.J. Jefferson can't play. And for the obvious on the defensive side of the ball, they give up so many passing yards, it's stupid, and Mississippi State passes for so many passing yards, it's stupid. So bad conundrum, bad situation there, bad combo. Mike Leach is going to exploit it as much as humanly possible. The last thing you want to do is get down early to Mississippi State where they're blowing you up in the, in the secondary. But, folks, it could happen. It could happen. I don't want it to happen, but it could happen. And if it does, Arkansas is going to find themselves in a world of hurt early because as good as I think Arkansas can be of, of coming back and climbing back and all of that, you can't get down to a team like Mississippi State where they're just killing your secondary. And you got to find a way to get pressure on them. And if you don't get pressure on him, it's over. Like you're, you're not going to be able to slow them down. So I could see either this game going anyway, anyway from Sunday. Like I could see Arkansas winning this game. I really could. I could see him losing. Uh, it's a very weird game because this is the weird. This is the first game I've gone into where I literally would not be surprised either way. Like I felt good about beating Cincinnati, beating South Carolina, Missouri State, and A and M. Like I felt good about winning those games. I felt didn't feel good about Alabama because it was Alabama, and I felt like Arkansas was going to lose. I even said that. This is the first game where I'm like, I have no idea. Like I could see it going badly for Arkansas, but I could see it going great for Arkansas too. And let's just hope that it's the great side of things. Let's hope that's the case this in this game, at least. From cringing at the pump to getting eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. And with every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Every time I fill up my gas tank, whenever I'm going on these trips for all these games, I use uh, the Upside app. End up making money on it because we all like money. We all like making money. So why not do it and doing the daily things that we do, like getting gas? To get started, download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit card and debit card and get paid. Upside users are earning to more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so uh, moving on to the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I've done this a few times with some other SEC teams that I've done because I, I didn't do it for Bama because I didn't really have a, a burning hatred for Bama. Uh, I did it why I hate Ole Miss or why I hate, excuse me, why I hate Texas A&M. I'll be doing it why I hate Ole Miss. I'll probably be doing why I hate Auburn, Missouri, LSU. It's pretty much the rest of the games on the SEC schedule I'll be doing. But uh, I've always had fun with this because it, it's just in fun. It's just because – you know, I'm obviously Arkansas playing Mississippi State. I want to bring up some of the reasons why I hate them. But I, I just really have hated the cowbell thing. I still don't understand why it's a thing. I still understand how they've gotten away with it for as long as they have and artificial noisemakers. And honestly, I had a guy on my show, my radio show yesterday, who covers Mississippi State. He was telling me that Mississippi State has had problems selling out the stadium which is not a very big stadium. I think it's like 60,000. And against Texas A&M this past weekend, they were at like 80% capacity. I'm like, what? For that game? Like, are you serious? So apparently their fans are kind of struggling right now of getting to the games. But when they have the cowbells, it's really loud and obnoxious. And I don't know, it just kind of annoys me. And I think it annoys a lot of people too. I, I know, I don't, I'm sure that there's a story or some sort of lore behind it, but I don't know. I, I do not care about it. I do not care about, like, I'm also wondering, why doesn't everybody else just do an artificial noisemakers then? Like, imagine if Tennessee, like 110,000 people, or however many they fit in Neyland Stadium, started all just using, like, cowbells or something like that. I feel like if they started doing it, then it would become a problem. Then they would start starting to shut it down. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, maybe that's what the SEC teams need to do. If they want to get it shut down from the conference completely, they just need to start doing their artificial noisemakers, being obnoxious with it. So that way, ICC has to put in a blanket thing of saying, we're shutting this down. You guys can't do this anymore. It's over. And then, boom, there you have it. Uh, Mississippi State can, can no longer do it. But I just think it's one of those deals to where it's like Mississippi State doesn't have many fans. Uh, they don't have a great stadium. Uh, they don't have a historic football program or anything like that. And they don't have a obviously a very big stadium that even if it was a big stadium, they can only fit like 50% if it was any bigger. But they can't even fill out their their, their small stadium right now. So it's almost like everybody's just kind of like, well, they got nothing. So let's let's just let's give them something here. Let's help them out. Let's see what we can do for them. So, oh, you guys want to have cowbells? You want to throw those around? Okay, well, here you go. There you go, Charlie. What you you can do your cowbells. And that, hopefully that'll make you feel like you're like you're a real SEC football program and you can be able to compete with a home field advantage. Like that's kind of the way I take it. Uh, I think both Mississippi schools uh, and home field or whatever is trash. Like it's, it's pretty like not as far as the atmosphere goes. I'm not talking about that because I think every place can have a great atmosphere in the right situation. I'm just talking about like people just don't like going to the games. Like how many times I've seen Ole Miss or Mississippi state stadiums having not near capacity for a pretty large SEC game or leaving at halftime like the Ole Miss uh, students always do. It's just like kind of like, man, y'all don't, I don't even know if y'all deserve a great football program. If that's the way y'all are going to be. So, but I don't know. I've always hated the cowbells and I've always hated the, uh, I've always hated Mississippi State for uh, when they beat Arkansas back in 98 and uh, they ended up playing in the SEC title game because Houston Nutt didn't have a kicker in that game. Um, but I remember they tore down the goalpost, they went nuts. So that was pretty hurtful when they did that. Um, and honestly, Arkansas has owned Mississippi State for the most part. 
in in the series, at least since joining the SEC. I'm trying to think of any other like big games that like it's oh it's also funny to me because I felt like they gave a raw deal to uh oh what was his name the coach before Mike Leach and after Dan Mullen. I just lost his name. It's Joe something, wasn't it? Anyways, that guy because that guy beat Arkansas in his two years there like a hundred six or 104 to six or something stupid like that um but anyways i thought that, i didn't think they, they gave him a fair shot i was like two years and he didn't do too bad and then mike leach comes in i guess uh people are happy with it but then again i had this guy on yesterday it said the Ole Miss fans are still not sold on mike leach i'm like what are y'all wanting here like you guys had got away with so much with dan mullen and you overcompensated and over and had too much success than what your program's probably used to with dan mullen i don't think you can replicate that like it's, I just don't think you're a, you're a program that's set like that. Uh, so I think that they didn't give him a, a fair shake at it. I think that uh, over the like few years that when Dan Mullen was there, Arkansas had some good bouts back and forth, and even a lot of cases they had some success winning in, in, at Mississippi State. So Arkansas is going to have to try to take care of business in this one. But it's just uh, they're just one of those teams, one of those programs that. It seems like just because of the Dan Mullen treatment that they got while they were there, that suddenly that they have this high expectation that's kind of ridiculous. That's the vibe I've always gotten. It's kind of like the Johnny Manziel at AM. Whenever Johnny Manziel went to AM, AM just got this idea of themselves where it's just like, oh no, we we need to be this or we're that. We're we're the cool school. No, you're not. But anytime people get a little taste of high level success, that starts to go to their heads a lot of times. And who knows, maybe Arkansas could be guilty of that one day. But we don't ever take our success for granted because we've seen the highest of highs and we've seen the lowest of lows here with the Razorback football program, that's for sure. Uh, folks, I know that a lot of you are going to be making a trip to Starkville. Uh, some of you are going to be making a trip to Provo. I'm going to be going to Provo for the BYU game. Got a few more home games left here in the slate. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to be making these games, making these trips, you got to get the latest apparel and you got to get it from Alumni Hall there in Fayetteville. It's the best shopping experience. They have stuff for the whole family, whether it's Nike, Nike Golf, Champion, Columbia, Vintage, Throwback Logos, and so much more, as well as all the accessories you could possibly need for all of your tailgating needs. You need to check it out. It's got the best and largest selection. Uh, they have sideline apparel that the coaches wear, as well as, you know, Muss's polos that he always wears every game. They have those as well. They also have a hat wall with so many different types of hats you can check out. I know those pigs hat are very popular. They have those that you can check out for in different colors and everything. I mean, they have it all. They even got a big and tall section in store and online. So for those of you uh, bigger fellows out there, uh, they got you taken care of for that as well. It's a great experience. Every time I've gone in there, it has been incredible to see the amount of stuff that they have. It's almost ridiculous because sometimes they have stuff that I didn't even think about or that I didn't even realize that they would have. But Hey, there's no better place to do it. So make sure that you're game day ready for all Razorback games. Visit the store in Fayetteville on College Avenue or online at alumnihall.com at Alumni Hall, where Razorback fans shop. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I wanted to bring up just a little bit of a, a basketball thing, kind of, again, some nonsense I wanted to bring up. But um, I saw yesterday that they, when their Razorback basketball is putting out the schedule and uh, the Bud Walton games that they're going to be having, and Hogstats, who's a great follow on Twitter, uh, put out this stat that I thought was really fascinating. He says, uh, when Arkansas plays Troy on November 28th, 
in Fayetteville. It's going to be the 500th game in Bud Walton Arena. That's regular season and postseason, by the way. And Arkansas enters into this season with a 406 and 90 record at Bud Walton Arena all time. 406 and 90. For those of you keeping score at home, that's an 82 winning percentage at home since Bud Walton Arena opened up in all games. Now, I, I posed the question to Hawkstats. I was like, I'd be curious to see what the other SEC venues since 1993-94 have had as far as winning percentages go. Well, not even just the SEC, but just in general to see how it compares. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think that there's really an easy way of going about doing that unless it's just uh, something you manually count up and start checking out there. But I started kind of diving into it and looking at it. And I'm like, you know, that's that's pretty incredible. Like, I would be hard-pressed to think that there would be many other arenas in the SEC especially that would have a higher winning percentage besides maybe Kentucky. I think Kentucky probably would because, like, they're Kentucky. <laughs> like, they win a lot of regular season games. So I think that they probably would have a, a better one at Rupp. But besides that, I don't think anybody else would because even during Arkansas's bad years, which they had a few of them, they still won at home. Like, I, I think it was Mike Anderson's uh, first or second year. I remember that they were, like, barely over 500, but yet they only lost one game at home. <laughs> it's like their road record was trash, but their home record was incredible. There's just something magical about Bud Walton Arena and playing in there where they, uh, they protect their house very well. So I just thought that was really cool to see. And if anybody's got some stats on that, since uh, 93, 94 that they have handy. I, I mean, maybe I can do it if I ever have time. But uh, yeah, send that my way because I'll be really curious to see how it stacks up with the rest of the SEC. But I thought that was really fascinating. And honestly, I know it's football season, but I cannot wait till basketball season starts up. It's going to be so, so, so much fun. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.